cults. And uh, every one of these categories has their own problems. See, grow is such complicated. Uh, it's not uh, something uh, we uh, take uh, very easily because uh, growth is uh, very, very deep, uh, complicated. Uh, one, one time Jesus uh, uh, talked about this, and in uh, Mark chapter 4, verses uh, 26 to 29, he said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Throughout, he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle in it, because the harvest has come. Even he is not knowing how the things are happening, God makes the growth process being very, very continuous and very, very uh, fruitful for the person who is involved in, uh, in uh, this process. This morning I will propose you to open the Bibles for uh, reading the scripture from Luke uh, chapter 13. It's a short, very short passage from verses 18 to verse 21, just four verses from Luke chapter 13, verses 18 to 21. Then Jesus asked, what is the kingdom of God like? What shall, shall I compare it to? It is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his garden. It grew and became a tree, and the birds of the air pitched in its branches. Again, he asked, What shall I compare the kingdom of God to? It is like East then that a woman took and mixed into a large amount of flour until it worked all through the dough. Let's pray. Dear Father, we are so thankful for allowing us to be your children, to be part of your kingdom. And even if we don't know how the growth in our children happens, you allow us to be part of this growth. And uh, this wonderful work, this wonderful growth, it's your church. We praise your name for uh, the opportunity to share the God's word in this morning. And I ask you, through the Holy Spirit, to make every word clear to us, not by human wisdom, but through your spirit. Tell us, speak to us, and make our lives according to your word. Change our habits. Change our way of being in our life and make according to the, your will. 
make part of your kingdom. And let, let us grow to be fruitful, to be rich, and to be ready to meet you. Amen. The passage I just read, it's uh, in a large uh, part of the uh, message in uh, Luke chapter 13, where Jesus uh, spoke to the people gathering around him. Uh, he spoke about uh, different dangers. Uh, firstly, in, uh, at the beginning of the chapter, some people came to Jesus and said, uh, there were uh, some people from Galilee, and they were killed by King Herod because they wanted to bring their uh, sacrifices. And uh, uh, King Herod knew about uh, something about them, and they killed them. And Jesus said, do you think these people were worse than any other person? And he said, no. But the place or the, your religion cannot replace the repentance. Until you repent, you'll die in the same way. Your religion, your place cannot replace the repentance. And some people uh, probably uh, thought, I'm fine, I'm a Christian, I'm a Jew, I'm a part of the Jerusalem, I'm part of the uh, people of God. And he said, no, nothing cannot replace the, the uh, repentance. And then uh, he uh, started to say about uh, a tree. It was a tree in the garden, and uh, the owner came year by year to pick up some fruits, and no fruits. And uh, Jesus said, uh, the gardener, Say, I will take care more. Probably we'll, uh, we'll have fruits next year. Probably next year. But the owner finally say, cut it. It's not worthy to, to stay here without uh, carrying some uh, fruits. And uh, Jesus is telling us about the danger of being unfruitful. Because the meaning of the Christian life is not just to enter to the gate, to enter in the, into the, his kingdom. But meaning is to grow and to be fruitful. And uh, then he uh, was confronted with the leaders of the society, religious leaders. And uh, lead, these uh, leaders uh, were very sad because he made a miracle. He uh, healed a woman which was uh, sick for 18 years. And the leaders came and say, aren't six days in the week to heal? Why you came on Saturday, on, on uh, uh, Sabbath, to heal here? But the, uh, Jesus uh, answered to them, when you release your animal to drink on Saturday, it's a, you, you think it's normal. But this daughter of Abraham, she wanted 
for 18 years to be released. And it's such important for a person to be released. Doesn't matter when. The idea is for some people, religion is just for excuses, like for leaders. But Jesus said, religion has to be for ministry, for work, for growth. And after that happens, Jesus uh, started to tell about uh, the kingdom of God. And he put two questions. In fact, it's the same question, repeat. Uh, he asked, how I compare the kingdom of God to? And he finally gave two comparisons. Very, very small uh, seed of mustard and a small amount of yeast. A woman put in the floor. And uh, everything from this point goes to growing. And I, let's, let us try together to look in the scripture and to find some things which are necessary for growth. First, in order to grow, it's necessary a man or a woman. The mustard seed or the yeast cannot go in their place, in their role, without being a man or a woman. It's very important for uh, uh, the kingdom of God to grow. It's very important as me or you, to give yourself to God, to give as a, as a sacrifice, a living sacrifice to God. In Romans uh, chapter 12, uh, Jesus, it's, uh, 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 Apostle Paul, it's uh, encouraging the people of Roma, uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasant to God. This is your true and proper worship. That's probably the most difficult uh, part of the growing process, to give ourselves, to uh, submit ourselves uh, to uh, the kingdom, to the work of the kingdom. But you have to understand that the kingdom is not happening without me, without you. It's nothing. It's necessary that man to take the small mustard seed. It's necessary that woman to take that small amount of yeast. It's necessary a person to be involved in, in the process of growing in the kingdom. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23, uh, Jesus uh, saying, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. It's a story about a kingdom where uh, it was declared a war against them. And the king uh, 
send a word to everyone to come and help for this battle. And the man was so empathetic with this and say, and came to the king and said, King, understand the country is so important for me. This is why I bring everything. I brought from my uh, 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 rooms all the food needed for the, for the troops. I brought even my three children to fight for, for the uh, country. But the king was still sad. The father said, very excited, say, the king, I've done everything. But the king say, but you? You brought everything you have. You brought your children. But you? What happens with you? It's easy to see the, or to want to see the kingdom of God growing through involvement of others. But me? What's my role in the kingdom of God? After being baptized, Jesus went to the wilderness and Satan came to him to temptate. And uh, through the temptation time, first temptation was survive. You are hungry. Here are some stones. And uh, you, as a son of God, you can change or transform the, the stones in the bread. You have to survive as a person. And probably that's the continuous temptation Satan is it's, uh, coming to us. Survive. Not dead. Not, do, do not go to the, to the difficult part of the, of the ministry. Not you. Let others. But God wants me. God wants every one of us to be involved. And the answer of Jesus to the Satan's temptation was, there is an alternative. There is something different. The man will not eat or, or will not live only by eating bread because the word of God can replace the survival. That's, that's probably the uh, most difficult part of the, our, our life to fight when God asks us to give ourselves for his kingdom. But in order to grow, there is another thing necessary. The second is what I have. Shall I, I, did I say that the first part is most difficult? Some will say the second will be difficult too. To give everything I have, to give the seed I have, to give the garden, to give the yeast, to give a flower, but in order to the uh, kingdom of God to be growing, it's necessary to give not only myself, but things I have with me. You know, 
Jesus said the biggest competitor to God is mammon. Things we have. And uh, uh, he said, you cannot serve two masters. You'll serve either one. Either God, either mammon. In the Bible, there are about 500 verses about faith. About 300 verses about prayer. Do you know how many verses about the property and the money and administration? 2,800. More than faith, more than prayer, more than anything else. Because in our life, that's probably the biggest challenge to give to God. Of course, God is not, uh, is not uh, interested in our money. He has everything. He's not interested in our properties. He has everything. He's interested in our heart. But our heart can be possessed by money or by God. Both sides require my love. Either love of money or love of God. Everyone wants our love. And we can share, cannot share our love in two. We have either love God or properties. So he's not concerned about the properties. He will let Abraham to be rich. He'll let Job to be rich. And many others. He's concerned about heart. And if our heart is... Uh, fall in love with the money, with the, with the properties. God is trying to rescue us for this, uh, this problem. Jesus in the wilderness. And the Satan is coming to him. What's the second temptation? Look at everything in the world. I can give it to you. If you worship me. That's the second temptation to us also. Satan does not change anything. He's the same. He's not creating. He's just a liar. He's just some, someone who copies. And he is uh, continuously tempting us. Grab. Be your own boss. Or something like this. In the wilderness, Satan is coming to Jesus and say, properties. I'll give properties. But that's a challenge to my worship. What I am worshiping? If I'm worshiping God, the rest of the properties are not worthy to be worshipped. But there are so many things, there are so many properties which claim my worship. And sometimes, I'm not worshipped as, as to a God. I'm worshipping in a different way, giving my time, giving my attention, giving my priority. And that's a worship. It's the same temptation. Satan, it's coming to me. 
or to uh, you, it's the second problem. In order to grow, the kingdom of God needs me first and needs everything I have. Of course, I'm not giving away the garden. I'm not giving away the flower. They, God turns back to me, but in a different way. That's the uh, un real understanding of uh, uh, this requirement. I give everything I have, but God is returning. And uh, when the people ask about, uh, like Peter say, uh, Lord, we leave everything. We leave families. Everything we have. And Jesus say, I'll give you 100 times here and eternal life. So, Satan is just turning my mind and our minds not to give. But God does need anything. He's the owner of the world, of everything. But he needs my, my life, my love, my heart. And the third uh, thing required for the kingdom of God to grow, it's time. We live in a world of instant. We have everything instant. And uh, we'd like to, to be uh, even instant Christians. Which cannot be. Which is not real. But uh, in our life we want to have everything right now. And through this parable, Jesus says, takes time. The growth takes time. It's a, it's a real problem if uh, we, want, we want to see instant disciples or instant uh, Christians, mature Christians. It's a process of working to them. It's a process, process of working in, in the life. See, Jesus invited 12 men for three and a half years to be with him, to look on his life and to go after there to be fishermen of men. For three and a half years, he invited them just to look at him, to listen at him to watch it and to copy in their life. It's something I cannot, I cannot afford. I, I started, and uh, for me, it's very important. Uh, I started uh, several discipling programs. Uh, and uh, I cannot afford uh, to leave such a program not happening. It, for me, it's important to, to uh, assist people in their growth. It's important to be with them, to be open with them, to be transparent with them, to let them to see my life, my problems, my concerns, my failure, and to let them to be part of this growing process.
Jesus in the wilderness. And Satan is coming again. He said, go on the top roof of the temple and jump instant. Everybody will see the angels coming to take you. But Jesus is saying not. Do not tempt God. Do not create artificial problems to God. Life is going in his process. There was time over three hundred and half years, three, three and a half years, there was a time when Jesus was raised on the cross. He was in a top position, in a higher position, above everything. And again, Satan was coming there and saying, if you are son of God, come down. Come down. Now, Jesus stayed there because his ministry was to stay until the end, to fulfill our salvation. Now, let's go together and uh, meet another person. He was Peter. Peter denied Jesus a few times. And uh, after his resurrection, Jesus wanted to meet Peter. And it happens at the Sea of Galilee. In John chapter 21, verses 15 to 17, Jesus meets uh, Peter and has three questions of him. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? If you do, you have to give yourselves as a living sacrifice. If you do, fish my lamb. If you love me, more than anyone. And probably this question is the question Jesus has today for every one of us. By the name Simon, son of John, or any other name, Mitrash. Do you love me more than anyone else? If you do, in order to see the kingdom of God growing, you have to give yourselves to God. And then the second question to Simon Peter. Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord. You know that I love you. Or by my name, do you love me? Then everything you have 
Bring to my feet. Bring to me. And I'll change. I'll give a different meaning for everything. I'll give a different meaning for your house. We call these blessings. But they are not. They are just trust from God. God entrusted me with a house to receive guests. God entrusted me with a car to go into mission. They are not blessings. They are things God entrusted me with this to use for his kingdom. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Take care of my sheep. And thirdly, Jesus asked him again, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep. And now Jesus is telling about the time. Sometime in your life you have been young and you went everywhere you want. But now, as you become older, others will do this. It takes time. Do you love me as much as let God make the fruit of waiting in your life? Patience? Just trust God. I'm praying sometimes I want, uh, and when I open the eyes, I want things to be happening. But God has his timing. He has his way of doing things. And as we approach Lord's Supper, I'm uh, inviting you, everyone, to come and say, Lord, understand that the kingdom of God depends on me, on my life, on my property, on my timing. And I am today here to give me again to you. You are the owner of the universe. But from now, you have to be my Lord. That's growing. Even the man sleeps or is awake, the seed is growing. But in order to grow, the seed needs me, the seed, uh, the seed needs my garden, the seed needs my tithe, my patience, and God will do the rest of the thing. Let's pray. Dear Father, We thank you, you called us to be part of your kingdom. We are so thankful for the precious blood of Jesus poured for us to sanctify us for the kingdom. But this morning I want to give myself as a living sacrifice. And I want to give everything I have and I want to wait 
the fruits of the Spirit to be in my life. I want to wait until you'll find in my life results to glorify you. And I'm praying for the whole congregation. This morning is with me. I'm praying for everyone. And I'm blessing your name. Because you are doing everything. You are doing the growth. Your name be glorified. Amen.